Hello and welcome to the Fantasy National Golf Club. This is Nice Shot Pods, featuring Tractor, the Rhino, the Moose, and Paul. This week, we play pro golfer from Mexico or Spanish soap opera star. We compare golf to the Daytona 500. We discuss WGC Mexico, the DFS Open, Rachel's Muffins, and Montezuma's Revenge. We play one and done in Fantasy Nassau and build 43K DraftKings lineups. This is the Moose, and welcome back to another episode of Nice Shot Pods presented by Fantasy National, where you can join and become a member and save 20% by going to fantasynational.com slash pods. This week, it's a dual event. We got an alternate week here, or an alternate event here. Got the WGC Mexico Championship and the Puerto Rico Open. This week, we're lucky enough to have Tractor back. Tractor, how you doing this week? I'm back. He back. Back in the land of the frigid and snow. Yeah, I mean, it was 90 degrees and humid the whole time we were there, so this sucks. <laughs> Paul, you just escaped here, right? Yeah, doing good. Got out of here uh, Saturday down to Arizona. Got my first round of uh, 2020 in yesterday, so life is good. And you sound amazing this week, too. Thank you. Got carpeted room instead of wood floors, so hopefully the, nice. listeners, the listeners enjoy this a little more. And then we got Jordan, Mr. Rhino. How you doing? I'm doing great, Moose. How you doing, man? Doing pretty good. Having a good time. Looking forward to a lot of golf to watch this week. Excellent. Yeah. I uh, I swung by a golf galaxy and was able to hit a few putts. So. <laughs> oh, yeah? Yeah. Game's really uh, coming into form. So. Were you checking something out? Nope. Not really. Just needed to <laughs> literally touch a golf club. I needed about 12 minutes of the golf shop to, to touch some new stuff. Well, that's great. Well, you know, this week we're down at... Club de Golf Chapultepec in Mexico. <laughs> Are you sure you want to try that one again? Well, see you say it again. Club de Golf Chapultepec. All right. I feel like there's some extra peas. Say they're at some course in Mexico. They're at some course in Mexico. Just Here, outside of Mexico see. City. Yeah, and it's really, it's super elevated or high elevation. So all week we can see like, well, at sea level, it's really 100, <laughs> 200 yards. Dustin Johnson just carried that ball 400 yards all fucking week. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I don't know. I think it's great. I just It's just comical to me. It's super tight. I mean, I don't think they hit a ton he of He doesn't need to not soften tractor. Is it, no, is it hole one or two where they just bomb it over the corner? And like, it's one and two. One is like, I think they get their three wood. I think two is the one that DJ hit. It's like eight feet last year. Yeah, and so did Rory too, right? It's fun to watch that. Yeah, so, yeah, so it is, it is the Club de Golf Chapultepec. It's just outside Mexico City. And if you thought that was fun having me try to pronounce that, you're going to have fun with this little game we've got this week. So, Ruh-roh. and the game we're playing today, is this a PGA Tour player from Mexico or an actor from a Spanish telenovela? <laughs> Spanish soap opera star slash model or... A PGA Tour player from Mexico, okay? And I didn't include Abraham Answer in this, nor uh, Carlos Ortiz, because they're in the field this week. So I thought that would be a little bit too easy. So, Ryan, are you ready here? You think you, you can get this one? Hell yeah, let's go. Esteban Toledo. That's a golfer. He is. He has four wins on the Champions Tour. William Levy. Telenovela. It is. He was a construction worker, and then an agent discovered him, and he became an actor and model. Giancarlos 
Canela. Sounds like a golfer. He's he's a telenovela guy, and he's a singer too. Uh, he's known for double uh, threat. Masaba el Diablo, which translates to "But the devil knows." What does the devil know? <laughs> probably who's banging the next door neighbor. Yeah, that he's damn sexy. Probably <laughs> Victor Regalado, golfer. Yes, he won twice on tour back in the seventies. Not going to lie, when I looked for uh, Mexican golfers in Wikipedia, it was very sparse. There was about eight names. So That's honestly more than I thought there'd be. <laughs> so Esteban Toledo. So I was at, at the 03 Players Championship and on number 11, like me and a few guys were watching VJ come through. And Esteban Toledo was playing with VJ that day. Esteban, I think, three-putted for bogey and missed like a little bunny. He went to go like, you know, kind of do the, the putter slap on, on the foot. Totally missed, hit his heel. <laughs> so that was that was the easiest one. I mean, he was just like grimacing in pain. The whole crowd. I mean, there was like seven people watching Esteban Toledo and VJ. But I'll never forget that guy. And everyone knows how much that hurts. Oh, it's Isn't, just so painful. Yeah. Isn't Toledo the guy that was the former boxer that would like just start throwing like air uppercuts and stuff? Would he make a birdie or something? <laughs> it sure sounds right. Know, I'm the Palmanax. We're gonna say it's true. <laughs> Totally. Was I three out of four? Uh, you were three out of four. Okay, decent N- pace. Next up, we got Paul here. Alrighty. The Toledo one was way too easy, so hopefully I get one like that. You've got you've got at least one easy one here. So, Jaime Camille. That's a telenovela star. That's correct. He became super famous when he starred in La Fea Mas Bella, which is, I think, the ugliest hot chick, maybe? Is what that translates to? Something close to that. Okay. Roberto Diaz. That's a golfer. Yes. He's got two top tens on the PGA Tour in uh, the last 12 months. Uh, one at Puerto Rico Open and one in, one at the Travelers. David Chocarro. Uh, I'm going to go telenovela star. That's correct. He was one of the most acclaimed telenovela actors. And he starred in La Casa del Lado, which is the house next door. Okay. <laughs> We've got Ramon Armando Favela Alvarez. That's a golfer. That's correct. 16th at the OHL in Mayakoba uh, during the 2018-2019 swing season. Rafael, ooh, no, actually, you're done here. I think you went four for four. Four for four. You did, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Let's just do this instead of one and done every week. <laughs> just don't Justin Bieber questions. Okay, Tractor, you think you know your t- telenovela actors? No. Okay, let's go with Rafael Amaya. Telenovela. Yes, El Señor de los Cielos was one of his shows that made him a phenomenon. Jose de Jesus Rodriguez. Golf. Yes, Rodolfo Casoban. Golf. Nice. He took third at the Puerto Rico Open in 2016. Duh. Aaron Diaz. Ooh, that feels like a golfer. I'm going to go with Telenovela. Oh, you went four for four as well. hey He rose to fame in Lola Rece Una Vez. <laughs> Looks like Paul and I are killing it. He's got a super smoking hot wife, too. Uh, what was her <laughs> name? I'm sure they all do. Did you guys, so first of all, you know, we watch golf, and when you got golf going on, we might make fun of Keegan Bradley for going up in flames, but at least they don't actually go up in flames and hurtle through space at 200 miles an hour. 
that Ryan Newman today got in a nasty crash. I don't know what the status of him is yet, but hopefully he's doing all right. Did you guys see that thing? He was going to win. He was going to win. So he was like 100 yards from the finish. And yeah. Was it his fault? No, I mean, it, so it's it was in extra laps, you know, so if there's a yellow flag at the end, they're going to have three laps, something like that. I don't know exactly why, but it's basically overtime in NASCAR, and it's just everybody's racing. It's the biggest prize they got. It's like they're masters, and they, you know what I mean? You just kind of get caught up with something. But anyways, it, it was crazy. Did they, like, airlift him out, or is he, is he okay, or... They just said that he was taken to the hospital, and that's all they have for an update. Anytime I watch NASCAR, I only think of the South Park episodes where Cartman's in NASCAR. We're going to turn left, and then we're going to turn left, and then I turn left. We're trading paint. Like, every time I watch NASCAR, it's like, all I can see in my head is that episode of South Park. We're trading paint. Have any of you guys been to a NASCAR race? I've been to the Daytona 500. I've never been, but I've heard there's an absolute riot. Like, they're incredible to go to. It's so much fun. Yeah, good good buddy of mine has been to one, and he's like me, like, because care less about NASCAR, but he said it was just the most unbelievable people watching. And and the cars, too. I mean, it's so impressive how fast they're going and how loud they are. It's crazy. But anyways, this is a golf podcast, not not a NASCAR podcast. (laughs) We'd be like the worst NASCAR podcast ever. We're not that good of a golf podcast. So, like, how does the finish of the race work? We don't really understand. Why is he driving so fast? What do the flags mean? (laughs) It'd be like like us doing, like, translating to golf going like, so, like, they have to play Sunday? I'm not really (laughs) sure. Well, okay, so Moose, you brought up kind of an interesting point then. So the guy's basically about to win. He's like 100 yards from the finish line. He goes down in flames. It's like mass chaos. Somebody else wins. So there have been some finishes in major championships kind of like that. Is there anything that like pops out? Phil Mickelson at uh, Pebble two weeks ago. Wingfoot. I was going to say Wingfoot once you said Phil Mickelson, yeah. You just don't know like really how to feel. I mean, obviously like John Vandeville, but – that went into a playoff, which is so weird. But and then didn't Retief like blow one one time on like just a short nothing putt? But didn't he end up winning that in a playoff? I thought it was Stuart no. Sink no, missed Stuart really Sink missed short to one. get into a playoff. Yeah, he thought it was over. He, yeah, yeah. Oh, you know what? Jordan Spieth at the Masters on twelve. Uh, well, that's twelve though. They're still t- how so? Well, how about Dustin he was Johnson? Also four shots or something. How about Dustin Johnson three three back in uh eight? You're just like, oh, okay. There's more yeah. golf tomorrow. Guess not. Yeah, that was. Oh bad. yeah, DJ. Yeah, all I know is my rounds up in flames after hole one. So, <laughs> how do? We, wow. Okay. Didn't Scott Hoke miss like a little bunny in the Masters to get into? That was in a playoff though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, like two two and a half feet. That that was in a play. That was second playoff hole. Yeah, that was second playoff hole. What year was that? Yeah, yeah, you are. It's uh, it was. I want to say like late eighties. Okay, mid to late 80s. We now break down. The golf course they're playing in Mexico. Sort of. Well, sweet. So let's get down into uh, Golf Club de Chapultepec. <laughs> or Club de Golf Chapultepec. I'm going to get it right one of these times. Let, let's not say Chapultepec. Let's just say the golf course, that golf yeah. course they're playing in Mexico. <laughs> the golf course they're playing in Mexico. You're probably triggering a portion of our audience right now. Yeah. Dude, our review, we're going to get so many one star reviews. <laughs> They don't speak proper Spanish. <laughs> Do you think that's the accent of the guy that would be <laughs> logging that complaint? No, because the guy who spoke like that would be saying, they don't know how to speak Mexican. So, it is 7,300 yards. 
It's a par 72. Which is super short at elevation. I feel like there's three or four holes that they legitimately can knock it, knock it on and like have decent eagle chances. So on Fantasy National, I was looking at the course breakdown and the average drive distance at this course is like 299 yards compared to the tour average course is 283. So it's got like 17 yards at like longer drive. Two, and a lot of those two, they're hitting through wood instead of drivers too. Because the ball's going too far. Yeah, they said it's the equivalent of like 6,700 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Well, number one's like 320 downhill and Rory will hit two iron to it. Over under on like having some stupid Bryson quote this week about ball flight and elevation. Over. Gonna happen? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna happen. Because they're gonna ask him about it. Yeah, that's a good point. So yes. It's not like he's going to, like, go seeking out to tell him. People are going to be like, well, Bryson likes math, and he's going to, like, let's get him so we can get the scientific opinion of this. But isn't this really simple math? Like, we're talking, like, add 10%, add yeah. 7%, whatever it is. Or you just get – so Like, like DJ before, can do that math. Dude. This is not, like, astrophysics. Dude, before the – like, when you know when your caddy's out there shooting all the numbers anyway with the rangefinder beforehand – the new Bushnell that came out last year takes elevation into account and will give you all the numbers anyway. What? So you just stand there and shoot it and it'll give you like it'll give you the the drop all of it. Like just it'll shoot the exact same thing that the TV shows you off that new rangefinder. Well, a year old. You're not just talking about elevation change like you're hitting it uphill. You're saying like Yeah, no it takes altitude into effect. Really? Does it have like GPS on it? No, it or? has an altim- it take it can it has like it literally can take altitude like altimeter readings inside of the rangefinder. It'll also take in weather, so when the weather's colder too, and I'll put that into the calculation. The new one's crazy. How much do those go for? That was either five fifty or six hundred. Hmm. So yeah, if you play so if you go to Colorado, it'll adjust your distances based on your altitude. Does it know where you normally play? Uh, I think it's just kinda like yeah, I mean, it says at, like, sea level, right? So, for oh, us, okay. it's pretty much where we're at, like, close enough, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I thought we were, yeah. We're right. awful. I mean, you would just look, be like, oh, man, when I have that thing on, it says it's three yards shorter at 100 yards, and now it says it's, you just combine it. But, yeah, it takes altitude into account. That new one's crazy. That sounds pretty crazy. I don't but you can't use it in tournaments, right? So No, just- but again, but while they're scouting the course, rangefinders should just be legal. A hundred percent agree. Do you think we'd get disqualified if we got one of those for the DFS Open? Not that you'd need it when you're literally at sea level, but no, it's I a scramble. It's a I mean, scramble. It's going to be a complete shit show. No, but they should be legal for the event because Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they're out there. Their caddy's standing on every freaking plate and shooting it with a laser with the slope and then writing it down in his book. So they already have all the numbers. Slope done. Oh, here's a good over under DFS Open next week. Tea time is at 7.30 a.m.? Yeah. Check-ins at 7. Over under on how many, like, people are not at their cart ready to go. I'm going to say 5% of the field's not ready. I'm going to say another, like, 10%. Don't show up. I mean, they're not going to be a factor for the first six holes. Yeah. When I saw that email come out, I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) Like, you expect me to get up at what time? I know. It's going to be day two in Florida. We just got there. We're going to the Honda. Kind of day three, yeah. actually, Moose. Yeah. Oh, day three. Sorry. Yes, For day us. three. Yeah, but it's the right after. Uh, We're going home, right? Like, what's our curfew, Captain, that Friday night? There, There is absolutely no curfew. <laughs> when Rachel kicks <laughs> us out. <laughs> Moose, I'm going to need you to edit that one out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, that was comedy. That's pure gold. <laughs>
You guys are you guys suck. Rachel's is a little bakery in downtown West Palm Beach. No, they make amazing muffins. Wonderful scones. Rachel, yeah. <laughs> I just love digging my face right into Rachel's muffins. <laughs> now you really got edited out. You're tart. <laughs> Actually, starting to think about keeping it in. Okay. Uh, did, did we mention we've got Poa Greens be, this week? You might need a new fourth for... <laughs> That Club Pro guy uh, tweet for why he didn't make it to the Orlando golf show. <laughs> so classic. What was this? It showed like the invoice from from his oh, yeah. 2019 trip when he was down there. And it was like Chili's 2, $60. Rachel's, $1,700. The next night was Chili's 2, $75. Rachel's, $2,700. And he just said, hashtag doghouse. Yeah, I love that. that was so funny. <laughs> Uh, he must have had the cream-filled muffins. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <sighs> he built an Eau Claire. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back to golf. Get back to that course breakdown. <laughs> I think I kind of hit on all the main points. Right? So, Moose, what yeah. is what is uh, your statistics? I don't know. This weekend, well, so it is nice that it's Poa again. We've had a lot of Poa courses recently, so I'm... Going to be looking at guys who've been putting recently well on the POA. I'm looking at bombers and ball strikers, really. You know, the guys who've won here in the past are DJ, Phil, who's taking the week off. Did you guys see that? It's family vacation, right? Yeah, but he also didn't qualify. Yeah, he didn't qualify. Because no. so he, he's he, taking the week off. Because he blew pebble. Yeah, he needed he needed a win or a second or a tied for second. Just a two-way tie for second to get in. If there's a three-way tie, he was out. And he was right there and blew it. Yeah, he missed like a four footer, right? Oh, I mean, he also shot what seven over on the on the back nine. It was tough. Yeah, well, yeah. Something, something was up. Remember, he couldn't hit the get the ball to the green, and when he did, it was twelve yards over. That was really strange to see from a guy like that. Yeah, he thought he hit it perfect, and then this is a nice little shot he had coming over. He had to like go over the tower. Yeah, I don't know. And he got it up and down. He made yeah, a it was a crazy good friend. Yeah, he made a bomb out of like the uh, first cut. Yeah, I thought he was going to turn it around after that. We're now recapping two weeks ago, which is yeah, fun. yeah. Who won that but, week? Was that Nick Taylor? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, anyway, so yeah, so DJ won. They've only played it out at this course the last three years. So DJ's won it two of the times, and Phil won it the other. Other guys who've gained the most strokes just this course are not looking at our uh, tournament history page, but if you just filter by. The golf course in Mexico. Then you get uh, other guys that are kind of in the top fo- top of strokes gained are Sergio, JT, Rory, Fleetwood, Casey, and Sneds. So Sneds obviously a great pole putter. Everybody else is either kind of bombers or ball strikers. Kisner showed up on that list. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm always going to be hot on JT. I like guys who just kill it. I like Fuck guys JT. Who have- Why? Oh, because he missed the cut last week. Well, that means yes. he's going to be rested. He. This is uh, this is a good territory for him to get that third win of five this year. When's the last time he's missed this many cuts this early in the season? Ever? Uh, when's the last time Jordan predicted five wins out of him? Pretty much every week. Don't I do it, right? I know. All right. I don't know. I, yeah, I like guys who are just killing it. I like top ten. I mean, one of the guys you didn't talk about that is always going to be hot on our list, and we are kind of talking about it from Nassau purposes – feel like we're always going to continue to keep picking the same guys, but I love Ron this week, too. Uh-oh. So, yeah, I like I like Bombers. 
When we get to the 43K lineups later, I, I thought this week was really tough on that 43K because the, the junk is really junk and it's hard to really spend up and get a lot of the good guys. It's just such a deep field. I was winning basically all of Sunday until DJ's back nine. Why didn't you post that? I didn't want to get called a clown. <laughs> Not to mention it's worth zero dollars and I'm already a member of Fantasy Nationals. So. Yeah, so you were winning that one almost all the day? Yeah, yeah. I was winning it until uh, DJ, I think, basically shot two over on the back nine no birdies and that kind of took me out of contention and then i think i had like james hahn who made a couple bogeys coming on the stretch too but um and von taylor but at one point you know i had a lot of my my junk was all within the top 40 and i had three guys in the top eight and dj was in like second at the time so things were looking good and then it all fell apart and the guy who won like he won by a lot i don't remember who he had but it's fun i'm starting to kind of dig the the 43k challenge but well, you know what? I am too. Actually, the last two weeks I've had a good week in the 43K challenge. And this week when I did my lineups, I just I took my guys that I said for the 43K and then I put in like six other guys and ran my my uh, lineups. I was actually wasted. Rhino, you and I met up. Uh, we had Mayo in town. We met up for some drinks over at Bunny's, which is not a muffin shop, by the way. Got home, served hammering the IPAs. I'm like, oh shit, I don't have any lineups in. So I kind of Grabbed what I had for the 43K, threw in, like, the guys that we picked in one and done and Nassau. And I ended up winning, like, 300-something bucks on, on $50 last week. So that was pretty exciting. Humble brag. <laughs> Big roller. That's maybe maybe just what you need to do is just drink just, about 12 IPAs and panic yep, on Wednesday night. Do it. Yeah. You can't overthink this stuff. You just make mm-hmm. a lineup and move on. Well, that's, that's basically what I did. I just think this week it's really hard... I was, you know, I texted you earlier, like, how do some of these guys get in this tournament? Like, you get down under the 7,000 limit, and, like, I don't even know. I watch a lot of golf, and there's so many of these guys, I have no idea who they are. And I'm looking at, like, tournament history, not, like, most of them haven't even played at this course. So, you know, you're trying to guess. Well, that's the thing with WGC events is they're affiliated with the European Tour, Australasian Tour. It's right. basically a global event that there's going to be five guys. You're like, what? Who is this guy? Yeah, like there's one guy I was looking up, and, you know, he's 450th in the world. And, like, how did he get in? Well, he won, like, the New Zealand Open or something like that. So he's going to make some money this week. Maybe he was on telenovela. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Might have been. Just a fan favorite construction worker. Such a weird story. But yeah, I think it's also kind of a bummer. I think four of the top ten in the world are not playing this week. Which is which is strange. It's like, I honestly think part of it's the schedule now with the players in March. Like, you know, so many of these guys like live in yeah. Florida too, and they've got such a good run of tournaments coming up with you know Honda, Bay Hill players. I think these guys, you know, they're playing for over a million bucks every week if they win. And I think they're just kind of like, whatever, this is an easy one for me to skip. Rather than go to Mexico, I'll play down the road from where I live, or you know, because it's February. I mean, I'm I'm assuming that like a guy like let's use my boy JT for example, like you know he's living in Jupe, he's living the Jupe life. He's going to Hawaii for two weeks, and then I mean, it's not like he's shacking up on a buddy's couch but like he probably hasn't been home for a while and i'm guessing although he missed the cut last week he's gonna head home but i mean for the most part these guys are living on the road truly living on the road for six seven weeks for that west coast swing in hawaii then you've got basically home games coming up for the next month as you kind of lead into the real season if you will so yeah i think more and more guys are going to continue to miss this one yeah and i think you know for the top top guys you know the whole fact of the 
you know, there's no cut for this event. Well, they don't care because most likely they're not missing the cut anyway if they play, you know, Riviera, Tory, places like that instead. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, yeah, I, you know well, what I think? I I think that the WGCs need a cut. They're just the biggest. Nobody cares. It's got the best best field and it's just so hard to give a crap. You know, they've gotten rid of their two best courses. The only one that's worth the damn is the WGC match play. You know, yeah, it's, they're played at crappy courses. There's no excitement to it because it's just a bunch of rich guys doing a little parade for money. They show up, they get 18 grand. So is this the Premier League? Is this kind of foreshadowing kinda, what that's going to be yeah, like? I mean, I think the problem is like, you know, it was this was a great idea, you know, 20 years ago when they started these WGCs. But now like almost every week, you know, there's guys from around the world playing these tournaments. You know, like when they first started, it was a big deal. Like, okay, we'll get the Euro guys over to play in these events. Well, like I said, they're playing in every week events anyway. But that's the problem with the European Tour too, right now, too. Like for those out that Rolex series, right? They're talking like there's so much money involved now, even on a weekly basis, that like the middle of the road guys are even not going to some of those now. Sure. Because they just don't need it. So there's a, they're saying right now that we're reaching a saturation point where there's so much money involved week to week that guys don't need to go to those tournaments anymore. And so they'll choose to just go like two, and they used to go to all of them because now every week there's so much money involved. So it's now hurting all the events. Yeah, I don't know what the contract is for this event, but I would bet in the next five years this one will be back in the U.S. somewhere. I don't know. I think this course is fun, though, because it mm-hmm. is at such high altitude. That's the, that's the hard part is outside of the WGC match play because you don't see it on a week-to-week basis. It's hard to find an identity for the other three. Like, I mean, you hardly remember where they're played. They all just feel like another tournament. This one's kind of a cool golf course, but yeah, I mean, I like. I mean, back I liked having Firestone. I liked having Doral Firestone. I mean, I hope that they get something good in the next couple of years because that's just a classic course. But yeah, I, where is St. Jude at now? I forget. Uh Southwind TPC Southwind. Yeah, yeah, which they say is a great golf course. And then Shishan International for the HSBC, I believe, doesn't do it. Doesn't do anything for me. No. Right in the middle of don't care season. Who will Paul curse this week when we play one and done? Paul, why don't you explain how one and done works and tell us where what the standings are? Actually, I feel like somebody probably needs to right. explain it to Paul at this point. <laughs> <laughs> we are really struggling with another MC, didn't we? I can't argue with that at all. <laughs> Nope, one and done. Pretty simple. A lot of you out there probably in leagues like this, but um, basically pick one guy every week. Once you pick that guy, you cannot can no longer take him the rest of the year. And then for this pod, we have a rule amongst ourselves that um, we can't double up on each other's picks for that week either. So like last week, I took Bubba Watson first. That means the other three could not take him with their he, picks. So Thank God he took Bubba so I didn't have to. Yeah, well, Pay Mayo took what, Patrick Cantley for you last week. So <laughs> Made the cut. Was that high finish? Uh, it was. So, yeah. So, going off last week, Tractor had the best finish. Patrick Cantley, T17. Thanks, Pat. Rhino, <laughs> Xander Shoffley, T23. Moose, Justin Rose, T56. Woo! Here's truly Bubba Watson. Missed a four-footer to make the cut. Proceeded to yuck it up and go peg it with Justin Bieber over the weekend. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, for me, that's five mixed cuts out of six so far this year. So, he missed the cut and went to play God Squad Golf? Got it. Yep. So, uh, standings, let's see, Moose is in the lead, creeping up on 1.6 million. Rhino is in second, creeping up on 1.1. Tractor in third, 820,000. <laughs> and I have $34,000. Ooh. 
Honestly impressive. And that's the other rule. We just take the money that each player earns that week. So that's how we do the standings. Do you want to start playing Fantasy Uber, Paul? Fantasy Uber? Wait, what's that? Well, he just picks an Uber driver and gets their earnings for the week. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, honestly, think about this, Paul. Like, if you actually tried to miss cuts, you try to pick guys to actually miss cuts, I don't think you can miss as many cuts as you have. No, it's, yeah, it's comical. I will say, like, this week, I was like, oh, sweet, there's no cut this week. But, like, odds are now whoever I pick is going to get hurt or get Montezuma's revenge or something. Yeah, as long, yeah. I think as long as they start the – as long as they play the first they, hole, they're yeah, good. They get, yeah, they get minimum. Yep. Didn't some guy do that a few years back? Yeah. Like, literally yeah, hit a tee shot. Leishman, like, I think, dead. wasn't it? I mean, it sounds like such a Jason Day move, but – Where they just show up for one hole and then ditch and then everybody in the world hates them. I mean, that's just it. It's like, oh, it's so stupid. It's a parade so, of pampered, pampered fucks. Then how we do it is we start from bottom up. So um, I get the first pick. Who do you got? I'm torn. I got to lay the hammer this week. Not that I've been going, you know, schleps, but DJ torn between two guys. Let's go DJ this week. Ooh, looking for three or four. He's won twice out of three years. So. What if he has some new yeah. socks? What's wrong with the socks? Isn't, isn't that what took him down pre-Masters? Are you talking when, when he fell down the stairs? You mean, when, you mean when Brooks pushed him down the stairs? <laughs> Stop it. Stop it. That kind of speculation has no place on this podcast. <laughs> this, but yeah. this podcast yeah, is literally that's, that's built on that speculation. <laughs> this is true, yeah. All right. So, uh, Tractor's up next. I'm going to go with Where's Waldo himself. Oh, Roars. McElroy. That was who I was talking. I feel like he knew he knows he blew last week. He played well here last year. I think uh, he's going to figure it out. Speaking of going up in flames, God, he has not closed out a Sunday in forever. Nope. Whoa. I mean, even at even at uh, this year at uh, um, the Farmers, him and Rom both started off like three over. Yeah, they kind. Of, I mean, they got obviously Rom got it back, and Roars kind of did, but like, yeah. I mean, he may be the best day one player of all time. Okay, it his putter gets a little clunky on Sundays, but sometimes it doesn't. I mean, sometimes number one in the world. <laughs> yeah, he's the real deal. Well, I think, but I think you know that's like everyone. And, Paul expects him to be number one in the world, where he's yeah. close, right? And right. like, it's just. He's, well, I think in, part of that is the tiger. Tiger spoiled people when he was number. You know, it's like he always closed. Okay, you're the best player in the world, and you're in the contention on Sunday. They win. It's you know, it's still not that easy. No, not at all. But I just feel like. I think a lot of us watch him and you're like, you come out of the gates like three over. Yeah, you shouldn't lose. Yeah. Like, I mean, if he was just even through nine last week, he's in the lead. Yeah. Did you say, Rhino? I'm going to go. He's he's shown some form here. He's beautiful. I'm going to go Tommy Fleetwood. Oh, I thought you were done with English guys. I am. I am. No. No, this (laughs) was. Nope. No, no. After the. As soon as I said that. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I go because uh, I go. Oh, is Ma- is Matt Wallace English? And I go. Well, I also love Fleetwood too. So why well, did do a double yeah. date there? I'm like, is Fleetwood from England? Yeah, he is. So all right, Moose. Guess who's guess who's gonna WD from food poisoning now? Tommy Fleetwood. No, Dustin Johnson will. <laughs> well, there's that. Speaking <laughs> of, before I make my pick, there's a really nice Mexican restaurant by my grandmother's house in Washington. <laughs> In the restaurant, it's it's a Mexican restaurant, and it's called Moctezuma's. Montezuma's Revenge? Yeah, well, it's just Montezuma's. But, like, yes, isn't that all you think about is the revenge? Mm -hmm. It's like, why would you name your restaurant this? Because it's Seattle. I mean, is it good? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, I I didn't die. I didn't have food poisoning. 
But I love how Tractor's kind of pimping on Bushnell for a sponsor, and you're going hard and heavy on Montezuma's. Looking, looking for the uh, chips and queso. Too, the gift all, cards, all yeah, yeah, hour. just free chips. Give me more free chips beforehand. <laughs> I'll be good. Nothing like Mexican food. Hey, do you want the same thing, but we have it in like 75 different ways? No, we're going to have tortilla, cheese, beans, and meat. So this but one's actually roll it up rolled here. up. We fried oh. this one. You build this one your own. It's sizzling. God, it's all so fantastic. In, it's all in really Washington good. State, you can't sit with your kids in like the bar area. Like it's illegal. Like here you can at least do it and people look at you like you're a horrible parent, but like can't even do that. So that's what sucked up. We were out there for I think the Vikes were playing. We couldn't like go sit in the one room that had a TV. But you can go pissed. hot box in your Ford Fiesta. Yes. Sure. And we probably did. With your kids in the car? Wow. No, 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 no. We'd, take, we, we'd leave them in Montezuma's. Yeah. Or you make them stand outside. Yeah, just, oh, stand stand outside. I need to go test something in the car. If you can't see me in a couple minutes, that means it's working. <laughs> so I'm going with John Rom, the Spaniard. Thought he was going to be gone. I was very excited for that. Well, his clothes fit this week. Dad bought himself. How ugly was that shirt? Good God, was that terrible. That was bad. <laughs> Talking about clothes, how bad were uh, Adam Scott's shoes with that outfit on Sunday? Not terrible. I feel like he really, from a fashion standpoint, he crushed for like 15 years. He always looked like super classy, sophisticated, real deal. And the last couple of years has been a massive regression. Didn't he have like parachute pants on for like a year? Oh, the pleats. Aggressively, yeah. Two thousand, like early two thousand, giant pleat pants. My knock on Adam Scott, I think he's always had like the the best swing on tour. His putting is always going to be suspect, but you can still win plenty of major championships being a decent putter. I feel like he's he's a heart guy. Like he just kind of seems to check out from golf. So some of the stuff that he was saying last week, like I need to I need to feel that hunger, that competitive urge and hunger for him to like really get back into it. Totally checks out. I think he just, like, I think he's got a place in Switzerland and his wife's an architect and he just kind of, he's got a lot of other interests. It's like, like, Oosthuizen when all he wanted to do was go home and farm. Yeah. <laughs> At the tractor. He is a tractor guy, right? He's yeah. your spirit animal. <laughs> yes. You know, I, I wish somebody would develop an app that sends me uh instant message notification anytime Adam Scott's going to be using the broom putter. So every time. No. <laughs> No, he switches back and forth all the time. He begged. He'll have a great. He begged like, two broomstick putters last week. Yeah, he probably showed up with you know a little Scotty two weeks ago. Have you any of you guys ever tried that? Like in a round of golf, the, the, the like, new way, the new way. Either or. I mean, it's all, it or all feels like style. cheating to me, but like where you could where you could anchor it. I'm saying either way. I mean, it's all kind of the same to me, right? I mean, the new way is not that different, is it? Yeah. No, no, I can't imagine it is. I did it for a little bit, and for short putts, I thought it was awesome. Mm-hmm. For long putts, I thought it was really hard. Uh, yeah, I feel like on fast greens, it's got to be really hard to get any kind of feel down. I guess they practice eight hours a day. but You know, though, I bet that's just like anything, though, too. Like when I first went uh, kind of pencil grip or whatever you call it or claw, I used to only do it on the short ones, and then eventually you start to feel more comfortable on the long ones, too. It's, you know, I bet you if you you gave it a couple rounds, I I bet you when you tried that broom putter, you just, you know, put it for, like, a hole, didn't you? Or did you play, like, a couple rounds with a tractor? Well, I played, like, a season with it. Oh, you did? Seriously? Yeah, when I was, like, 
16. You were a 16-year-old cheater. Well, I wasn't cheating at that time. All I know is this, like, and I agree on this. You just don't pick one of those up and, like, instantly a better putter. Like, that is a learned skill. That you don't just grab one and be like, oh, my life's so much easier. Like, you have to work at that thing, too. <laughs> yeah. So, Paul, what were the picks I'm winning done this week here? Okay, so from the top top down, Moose took John Rahm, Rhino took Tommy Fleetwood, Tractor Rory McIlroy, and Paul with Dustin Johnson. Tractor, so I can't believe you're, you're leaving. You're taking your boy this week versus uh, the Masters. Like the Masters or like a major. This has got a lot of dough involved. Can't close at Riviera, let alone. He played major. well. He played well here last year. Hey, I know for my history and one and done. You got to take a guy you thinks he's gonna win. You don't save him because there's no point. There's so many good players. Pay Mayo is in the same camp as you are. <laughs> yeah. If you think they're going to win, you take yeah, them. That's right. I forgot to blame Pay Mayo because he was talking about Bubba winning last week. So Yeah, the Bubba whisperer. Jesus, that's the line that got me. It's like, oh, well, if he whispers to Bubba, then I'm then I'm in. <laughs> I don't want to know anyone who actually whispers to Bubba. Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber, yeah. Time for my favorite game of the week. Fantasy Nassau. The teams this week for Fantasy Nassau are going to be the Palmanac and the Moose versus Rhino and Tractor. Uh, the way that Fantasy Nassau works is it's just like Nassau on your golf course. And if you're not familiar with that, it's just like match play. Each round, there's three match play matches going on. There's a match for the front nine, a match for the back nine, and a match for the full 18. There's three points available on each on each round, there's four rounds, so there's a total of 12 points available. What we do is we each, we each pick a single guy, we partner up as pairs, and then we take their scores and we line them up hole by hole, and that's how we determine the match. So current standings, oh, go ahead. Say, do we need to recap last week quickly? Just, you know, history got made. Oh, please do. How, yeah, explain Tractor history. took his first loss of the year, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, he did, yes. So Tractor was on the winning team the first five weeks. Am I not winning anymore overall? No, you're, no, you're still, still winning. winning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're still it's winning, but exactly. you got 44 points. Paul's got 29 points. I've got 26 points, and Rhino's got 23. But this is a big week here because... No one misses the cut. And uh, Rhino, if he, he beats me significantly, he could climb out of the basement. And if uh, Paul and I womp some ass, then we could maybe make up some ground on McClure here. And also, hey, last week, even though I was on the losing team, first off, my partner missed the cut. I even won a side on my own. So, yeah. who was my partner last year, last week? That was me. God, you're terrible. Justin Thomas. It was so bad. Everyone in this game takes well, Justin may Thomas. As well missed the Justin cut. Thomas. Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas. No, Justin <laughs> Thomas is banned from Nassau. That's a terrible rule. I hate... Someone could take Justin Thomas this week because no one took him to one and done, so I'm sure... I'm sure Paul's going to take Justin Thomas because he can't miss the cut. So, perfect. <laughs> I feel like you're just challenging people to take shit players now because you have such a huge yeah. lead. So, Paul, I'm feeling pretty good about our chances this week here. I think I yeah, think so that we, we've got them. Uh, th- so, this is now our third. This is back to the first match of the year. But um, yes, this it is, is our yeah. third match, rubber match now with these two. So, they drummed us pretty good at Sony. But we got them back. Yeah, one and one against these guys. Them, we beat them 6-4. At the farmers, right? Yep, that's exactly right. Side note: I've got the site that's going to host Fantasy NASA going pretty good right now, and it might have something out for people in the next week or two. 
It'll be really ugly, but it'll be functioning and they can see how much fun it is to play. I think it's fun. I think because a lot of people are already in like a one and done league or two or ten. This mm-hmm. is something different that at least yeah. if you get like a small group of guys together, it's like four. Yeah, like four. That's Moose, right. is yours built to allow more than four guys? Are you building that out? Or that yeah. it's Yeah, it's going to be. I think when I like do just the initial like beta launch, it'll just only be four guys optional. But I have it set up where technically you could do like any multiple of four. And what's cool is the way I have it set it up is that the week after you play with your partner, you're against your partner. If that makes sense. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you had more than if you had eight to 16 guys, you always play against your partner from the week before, which kind of makes it fun. So it's like you love them and then you hate them. You no, know, it's been fun so. watching like, hey, if, you know. Tiger, if Tiger birdies this whole, you know, we win this nine or, you know. Flip the T. Let's go. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's what we got to do. Flip the T. Oh, it's us, Paul. Paul, do you want to take the first pick? Are you still around? There you are. Yeah. Yep, I, I was going to say, I picked first when he won. So do you want me to stick with, with that? Yeah, definitely. Okay. What I've learned from this is you just got to go with the heat if you got the first pick. And I'm going to piss Tractor off since he tried to just ban him. But uh, let's go Justin Thomas right away. Perfect. Oh. Perfect. What a terrible pick. You know when he said you were going to go with the Heat? I thought you were to take like Adam Scott coming off a win, you know. No. He's you can, got you can pick for him. the year. He's done. He's just he's on the shelf for the rest of the year. No, He'll he, ball strike his way into something decent. He's going to be hot. He's always hot for a while. When he's yeah, hot, he stays on. Broom putter buddy. Go ahead and take him. <laughs> he won back-to-back two years ago around this time. Just getting my license and learning how to cheat at golf. <laughs> All right. You guys are up. Jordan, letter buck. I just want to fire you up because I, I feel like this is going to be catastrophic. Or he could do okay, and he has a good track record here, but he could tear up the fucking greens. <laughs> so his upside is okay. Yeah. No, no. His upside is he could win because this is the kind of win that he would get outside of one random Masters. Sergio? Yeah, Sergio. I actually do like him this week. The Snurge. Actually, I was, I was probably going to go with him myself. I hit him number one on my board there. He was number one on your board? Well, for NASA, now that you took Fleetwood, it was Fleetwood, uh, well, Fleetwood, Rory, and Sergio is kind of who I had up there. Yeah, and for the listeners, again, if you're new, um, you cannot, we cannot pick somebody that was picked in one and done for this. So now it's on me here. Ugh. We've taken Morikawa at least six times in this, so I'm going to skip on that. I like Xander a lot, but we've taken him a bunch as well. What's funny is Borakawa has not been taken one time in this. <laughs> what? No, he hasn't. Jordan Jordan took him from one and done. Oh, at I'm, the Sony. I'm thinking of Sung so, JM. I'm thinking of Sung JM. He was taken multiple times. Take Morikawa. He's Twice, open yeah. for you. So I've been betting Morikawa head to head a lot this year, and I gotta. I don't want to run him through the grinder right now because I'm guessing he's not listening. But there's something up with that guy's putting. He had a. He was. Well, was that, over, that was pretty evident on hole 18 at the Sony. Exactly. Well, it was even worse. He, I think he was up two on Hideki going into like 12, and he five-putted from 20 feet. Well, it was a really tough putt. Don't take him, Moose. <laughs> no, I'm – no. I'm, like, I'm Paul, Jordan, why would you just talk him out of that pit? Sorry. I was sorry. <laughs> I was going with Paul Casey all along anyways, so. Mm. He's English. Good luck with yep. that. I don't have the issue. Right. So we'll Thomas and Casey for us. Yep, a little, little ham and egg action. All right, I'm bringing up the rear with Louis Oosthuizen. Oh, God. The Speaking of a guy that might withdraw after one round. Hey, three top tens. 
Six straight top 25s, WCs. Come on. He's always a threat. WCs. WGCs. To lose an arm in a thrasher? Yeah. <laughs> He's a threat. I like him. I love it. He might have the best golf swing of any guy on the planet. Who, I mean, I was talking about Adam Scott, but yeah, you're right, Tractor. That guy really doesn't care. Nope. I really don't think he cared. No. I think, like, someone must, like, force him to play golf. Did you see – did you guys see – Jordan watches Euro Tour Golf. Tons, w- yeah. When he was – they were doing that – uh the publicity for some event, and it was him and um, oh, was Lee Westwood the, uh, or the, Graham McDowell, and he was wearing, the track, like, terrible mom jeans? jeans with, like, a tucked-in shirt. Oh, my yeah. God. Classic. He doesn't give two shits. Who needs $50,000? On Nice Shot Pods, we build DK lineups with only 43000 Shout out to Moose Shakalaka. No relation to myself, but he won the free month at Fantasy National with 453 points, I think, from from his guys. He had a bunch of golfers that fit the salary cap, and that's all I remember at the moment. Idea here is we're building DraftKings lineup. We got to leave $7,000 on the table. Jordan, you've been kicking ass on this lately. Why don't you start us off? Well, Moose Shakalaka won, and that was going to be my question for you. Do you know this guy at all? You said no affiliation, but like Burner Shakalaka. It must be, yeah. Burner account. It, it, Such a yeah. tractor the star of the show. Such a clown. <laughs> God damn. Okay. Uh, yeah, let's dig right into it. Um, yeah, so I had some success last week. My my recipe, I think I'm going to kind of go off base a little bit because what I've been doing is taking guys who are quote unquote value to high end garbage just so I can get like some really key guys that I think can win. This kind of tournament at a WGC, apparently everybody can win. And the guys at the bottom, I've never heard of. I watch a lot of Euro Tour stuff, not a lot of Austral Asian tours. So the 6,000, 6,200 guys, I've never heard of. So Lee Westwood uh, just had a, he had a W in Abu Dhabi which uh, from what I know is absolutely nothing like Mexico City, but it's still like <laughs> it's Lee Westwood. This is the kind of thing that he could win, put it on his mantle because he's never going to win a major. So this might be just good enough for him. Uh, Eric Van Royen at 6,600. He's cheap. He's pretty consistent across the board other than kind of around the green. They're small greens. I don't know. He's, he's like I said, just kind of middle of the road guy. I think he's going to at least be top 40, right? Which lends me to my dark horse of the week, Mike Lorenzo Vera at 6,400. European guy. He's just eighth in Dubai. He hasn't really played this month, so he's going to be well rested. Uh, he's, I don't think he hits it very far, but he hits it very straight. So I'm looking for him to probably top 10. Sebastian Munoz, Seabass, who I think we covered earlier uh, in, in our podcast a couple weeks ago. Um, it sounds like he is just a ball striking genius. Um, looking at Van Royen's consistency, he's everything plus better. He's a little better around the greens too. And on average difficulty golf courses, that's where he plays best, which club de Chipotec, that's kind of what he does. Nice. So th- that kind of leaves me to two guys that I think could potentially win as opposed to one really, really high end guy. So Sung JM at 7,900. I mean, this guy just cashes. It's unreal. Eighth overall in DraftKings points, which I see at huge value at like 7,900. So I, I'm loving Sung Jay. I'd put him in a lot of my normal lineups too. Um, and then Bubba, which is what I've got at like, I think 8,200 or whatever I had left. He's got a great track record here. Even though I know they've only been playing here for three years, he still just likes the event. He's been top 10 in the last five, three times. Uh, pretty decent form. And what I'm learning in DraftKings is Eagles go a long way. 
And it sounds like there's a lot of drivable par fours and par fives. So he's going to get a lot of looks and he makes a lot of them. So let's do it. Bubba, that's my guy. Damn straight. Tractor, you want to pop in? It's been a while since you built a 43K lineup. Yeah. I mean, I built one. So that's exciting. <laughs> nice. I always build them. I just not don't build them in time for this show. <laughs> I'm taking an answer because he's from Mexico. Nice. Good logic. Cabrera. I see what you're going there. Cabrera Bello because he's of Hispanic-ish <laughs> descent. South American is the correct word for it. Yes, that's correct. Lanto Griffin. Argentinian. Lanto Griffin. He's Spanish. Is, because he played, played on the Ryder Cup teams. You have to be from he's the Spain. continent of Europe. He's from Spain. <laughs> I thought Bello was from Colombia. Oh, no. This, no. I think this would be offensive to him. Well, Rafa Cabrera? Yeah. Who, who oh, yeah. He's from about? Spain. I thought he was talking about Angel Jimenez? Angelito? Yeah. No, Angel Cabrera. Oh, okay. Well, he's definitely not in this tournament. No, he's from. I was, he's from Argentina. I don't know, but you know what? Like they don't have enough. They don't have enough cigarettes in Mexico for him. <laughs> <They're crossing laughs> well, he just randomly shows up the Masters every and couple of years. I figured he. I know, and he shows. So I was like, okay, yeah, he might be in the WGC field. He wasn't on my radar for forty three k, but I took. But yes, all right. I took Lanto Griffin because he played decent. Where's he from? Ago. Probably the U.S. I took uh, Molinari because he's not from the U.S. I took Sebastian Munoz for all the same reasons Rhino put out, and then I took Brendan Todd because he's a Todd, and he only, and that's all I had room left for was sixty eight hundred bucks, and that's a name I recognize, so I went with it. So that's my lineup. Pretty good reasons, I agree. Um, clearly, hey, the most elite. Line we're just made. we're just thrilled you finally. Put one together for us in time. So that's nice. Oh, Lanto is the United States. Crazy. Well, what do you think it was from? Where do you is think he from? He was like, from? Is he from Texas? Didn't you see him showing uh, Macklemore how to hit shots out of the sand? And Macklemore did way better than I thought he was. Yeah. And I'm really disappointed I missed last week to go over the recap. Watching, whole, watching him and Wayne Gretzky hit shots on 17 and topping them 30 yards off. Gretzky the was, was a joke. Fucking awesome. I'm sorry. Great one. You you got to hit it more than 100 yards on a par three. He topped it. He's a lot of pressure. With there. an he, iron. He's gotta, he had to go talk to Amanda after. He was a little nervous. Fair enough. So what, where, where are we at here now? So Balls up. Did you finish your lineup? Oh, did you finish your lineup? Trackers. You got through Lanto? Yeah, yeah I'm okay. done. Brendan okay. Todd, because he's a Todd. Oh, yeah. Brendan Todd, because he's a Todd. Yes, that's right. <laughs> All right. So we'll go bottom up. I tried looking at doing a theory like Ryan did last week trying to spend up to see if I could get like Rory or DJ in but it just didn't didn't work so couldn't go that deep but anyway I'm going to start at the bottom barrel with just a 6,000 guy minimum price with no cut guy named uh, Zach Murray don't really know much about him but uh, 26,000 yeah 6,000 21st at Abu Dhabi uh, 15th um, at the ISPS Honda Vic Open on the Euro Tour so got a couple decent finishes so I figured what the heck let's throw him out there see what he can do um, 6,600, also going with, uh, Rhino's guy, Eric Van Royen. I think he's a really good ball striker. I think this course could suit his game. He's, uh, flirting on that top 50 in the world. So for that price, I think he's good value. Um, another 6,600 guy, Carlos Ortiz, and he's from Mexico, but, um, he's playing some steady golf. So let's roll him. 7,200, uh, Kevin Kisner moves through it out there a little bit ago. It's a pretty good putter on POA, good ball striker for a tree line course like this. So I'm going to take him and my last two. Going with another uh, Mexican, uh, Abe Anser at 7,900. 
think he's just, you know, really good value for that price. I think he's capable of winning. And then, um, guy really was eyeing up. He's got, uh, let's see, three top 12 finishes since they've moved to the, uh, Club de Chapultepec. Did I get that right? Yes. So, uh, Sergio at 8,600. So that rounds out the squad. Very nice. So, got some overlap here. So, I also have Lanto, Sebastian Munoz, and Eric Van Royen on my team. Uh, at 7,400, I went with Tyrrell Hatton. He's played great in the WGCs and has two top tens in his last three here. I also kind of went down scrape in the bottom. I went with Justin Harding at 6,200. He was 12th last year at the Masters, which was good enough for me to get somebody down at that 6,200. And then I had about 9,200 left, and I went all the way up to Rhino's one-and-done pick, Tommy Fleetwood. Ooh. Buddy Jesus himself. So I like it. Yeah. That's a good lineup. Yeah, we'll see We'll see how it does. We, we have a lot of overlap amongst us. So the ones that we kind of all covered was there was multiple Lantos, multiple Munoz, Answer. And multiple Van Royans, right? And answer. answer as well. Oh, and answers, yep. Do you guys think Van Royan's going to wear joggers this week or joggers? <laughs> He'll wear joggers. <clears throat> yeah, we know he will. And you know what the best part is? Every Instagram fashion blog is going to be like, best dressed at the WGC, Eric Van Royan. I, I saw Marty Hackle tweeted something out about Danny Willett and like his $40,000 watch. Yeah, his royal. Yeah, it his, looks so amazing. His Ottomer Royal Oak. Well, guess what? He made just as much money at the fucking at Riv last weekend as I did too. So, yeah. On him. I also saw that and I was not impressed. Hey, did you guys see this week that uh, our buddy Don Donatello is down with Will Gordon down trying to Monday qualify for the Puerto Rico Open? I saw they had a good day today. Sure did. Uh, they they got in, so they're going to be playing in the field this week down at PRO. They, minus seven under par. Uh, there was a three-way tie for that. There's four spots open. Minus six was a playoff. There was like five people, four or five people that played off for that last spot. It's tough to make it on the tour, huh? I, and that's so even did, just an alternate field. So did Will shoot seven or was he one of the guys in the playoff? No, he shot he shot seven under. He nice. he was seven under through he was seven under through eight holes, bogeyed nine, and then made one other birdie on the he started on the back nine. Okay. So so had one one bogey and one birdie after that. Do you think that like so. he got to eighteen, his ninth hole of the day, made that bogey, and then it was like reality sets in? Like I I gotta I play under par coming in to I, make Yeah, that. I probably still need more. Like I, I went back and looked at the scores, Moose, after you posted that and sent that out. Like I mean, I'm not saying that one under is good golf. I mean these I mean it's but it's better than I mean bad golf, you mean? I, I'm not saying no, I'm not saying that it's good golf. I'm not saying it's bad golf, right? It's mediocre. But these guys that are down there doing it, they still did their job. They shot under par. They beat old man par, and that's like T46. You're not even close to making the cut. Right. Oh, it's right. Just, I mean, yeah. I'm just saying like how hard it is. There's so many great players all over the world. And so like <clears throat> we've been talking about WGC events. This is a great example of it is truly a worldwide game now, right? And, I mean, there's people from all over the world coming down to Monday qualify for the Puerto Rico Open. And, you know, you go shoot three, four under, and you're you're not even close. Isn't so, this the one that Tony Romo got in the last couple of years and people are pissed off about it because he was taking up a spot of someone who, like, should be there? I don't believe no, it was that's, Puerto Rico. Like, that's later in the year, I think. 
Yeah, because it was happening while we were golfing. I remember talking about it on the golf course. So it's it's usually like pre football, like post like summer. It's, it's one of the fall season. It's that yeah. one down in California, I think. But yeah, Rhino. Uh, to your point, though. So I, I text or DM Don to ask him figure out which side they went off on because I was wondering whether he bogeyed his last hole or if he kind of quote, quote quote unquote coasted through his real back nine. You know because. He was seven under through eight holes. He bogeyed 18. So I wasn't sure if it was coming down to the wire and there was like kind of pressure. And he was like, oh, he bogeyed, but it was still good enough to get in. Or, you know, after that, you know. According to Blue Golf, it was, uh, he coasted his whole back nine. Yeah. No, that's exactly yeah, right. Yeah. You know, he got up to that hot yeah. So You were able to find that on Blue Golf? Like which side he well, his started scorecard, on? And then there's like a little asterisk, which would denote that they started on the back nine. Oh, okay. but I, I mean, it, so he eagles. So <laughs> eagles eleven, birdies twelve, birdies thirteen, birdies fourteen. Ho hum par par, and then eagles seventeen. I mean, yeah. So two two eagles and three birdies on on his opening eight holes. You know, I mean, every schlub at home who's like a ten handicap or better might have an eagle a year. Is that fair? Right. Is that fair? Yeah. I mean, like maybe one, like two every three years, kind of a thing. And he had two and seven holes. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous. For, uh, and, and I'm guessing this is not like that easy of a golf course. No, and you know what? Yeah, I'd love to get Don on and kind of just talk and see kind of what the mindset is after you get off to that hot start. You have that one little bogey, but then he was clean from there on out. Didn't take it deep necessarily, but I don't even know if it was possible. It could have been tail of two nines there too. But good for them. We're super excited for them. Hopefully, we'll just kind of keep watching them and see how that goes. I think that'll be kind of interesting. Hopefully, they win and we can have one of them on next week. That would be unreal. I just like them to win and then yeah. we'll figure out that second part. You later. know what was really disappointing? Not to bring this back, but um, it's the Gortons fishermen. I saw, oh, I so saw we that can't too. call them fish yeah, sticks? Yeah, <laughs> we can't really call them fish sticks. Like, I, it's Gorton with the D? With a T, like G-O-R-T. Oh, really? I never after ever noticed. What is it? This is ridiculous. Yeah. I think we still just go with fish sticks. I agree. I mean, people, I think that makes it even I mean, funnier because it's so wrong. Yeah. yeah. Nothing on this pod was meant to make sense. So mm-hmm. true. True. Well, that's about it for this week. That was kind of all over the place, but you know what? You're not here for the picks. That's what fantasy nationals for. It's the ultimate stat database that allows you to make your own picks and find your own values. You can become a member at Fantasy National and save 20% by going to fantasynational.com slash pods. So again, thanks for listening. Please leave us a review and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast machine. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, on Instagram, pretty much anywhere you want to look. Best of luck to Will Gordon this week. Excited that you made the Monday qualifier. Also, Update on Ryan Newman. It looks like he is in serious condition, but his injuries are not life-threatening. So we'll be thinking about him as well. Until then, we'll see you next time. And many of you, we'll see you next week at the DFS Open.